I have two scripture readings for this morning um, that are uh, relevant for the uh, season that we are in right now. The first one is uh, Matthew from Matthew 21 verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had re reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If, any, if anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him, the crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil asking, who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The other passage I would like to read today is uh, from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verses 13 through 25. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, you brought me this man as one who was perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow. Release Barabbas for us. This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. Throughout the world, Christians are entering what is known as Holy Week, which starts today and will culminate next Sunday on Easter. 
Obviously, this will be a holy week like no other. Normally, this Sunday would be the last day for all of you to bring me candy to stuff Easter eggs. On this day, we typically ask our children to parade around the worship space waving plastic palm branches. On Friday of this week, I would be driving to Winco to buy all the supplies we, need, we would need for our pancake breakfast. This has been my Holy Week rhythm for the last 10 years, and it feels strange and sad that it won't be happening this year. But I also know that the more relaxed nature of this Holy Week is allowing me to be a bit more reflective. I also want to break away from my script here and just say that uh, these last weeks of March and early April are usually a, a high point in our calendar at West Hills. We would be worshiping together at Twin Rocks right now. Um, we will have um, been riding the high of, of laughter from the Untalent show. Um, and so I say that we don't consider that a cancellation. We consider it, consider it a postponement. And I really hope that we can have the Untalent show again <laughs> uh, at, a, at another date. <clears throat> I have mentioned this quite a few times, but I adore Palm Sunday. The story of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem strikes a sweet spot for me. It is provocative anti-empire theater. It is protest. It is circus. It is public art. It is brimming with symbolism, poetry, and meaning. It makes the powerful uncomfortable, and it mobilizes the people. I just love it. This year, as I reflected on the text in Matthew, a few words stood out to me. A very large crowd. We can't have those right now. No crowds for us. In this story, the crowd is a main character. Without the crowd, I don't know if the story would have made the cut. Jesus silently riding a donkey into Jerusalem would have gone unnoticed and it would have failed to stir the people in the city. By Jesus triumphantly, and the air quotes on triumphant are important here, entering a city on a donkey without the shouts and support of a crowd meant that a message was being spread. And before long, that message would reach the ears of the political powers who won't be too happy. Without the crowd, the story wouldn't have power. But my brain thought about the timeline of Holy Week, that in just five days' time, another crowd would take center stage. As I read the passage from Matthew about Palm Sunday, I could hear the shouts, Hosanna, echoing through the streets of Jerusalem. But as I closed my eyes and imagined it, the word Hosanna started morphing into the phrase, crucify him. I opened my eyes and was initially troubled by how my brain made this leap. I realized that the happenings of Holy Week center around the crowds. The crowds went from laying down their cloaks on the dirty streets for Jesus to assembling into a mob 
and persuading a reluctant king to kill him. Without the crowd, might Jesus have been spared the brutal end to his life? I'm wondering how Holy Week is a lesson to us in the power of the crowd, both for mobilization and change and the potential for violence and suffering. I spent a lot of time thinking about the differences between the two crowds. I tried to imagine what was going through minds of the people in each of them. I imagined myself in a public square, watching a stooped over criminal standing next to a king dressed ornately. I could feel my heart pounding and watch as the person standing next to me with veins protruding from his neck shouts and everyone looking at him and then joining in. I could feel the power in that moment. I could feel an assuredness within my being. I could feel the assuredness of my neighbor. For a moment, I sped through time and was standing in an arena, and instead of a king, a man with an American flag pinned to his suit, standing on stage behind a podium, and we were shouting in unison, and I felt part of something. And then I imagined myself standing on the side of the street and seeing Jesus crest a hill on a donkey and feeling my heart swell with anticipation. I could imagine my reaching up to my shoulders and start pulling my arm from the sleeve of my cloak. I could feel the tears coming to my eyes. I could feel hope swelling in my heart. I could see the person standing next to me jumping up and down and then turning to me and saying, wow, I can imagine me flicking the collar of my cloak to lay nice and flat on the cobblestones and watching as the hooves of the donkey stamped down on it. I can imagine making eye contact with the man sitting on the donkey and seeing in his eyes gentleness. And I could see him nod with a sense of assurance at me. I happened to be reading a book this week called Community by Peter Block. And in it, he says, we rarely act on the insight that the way we gather and the nature of our conversation about who we are as a collective shift the context toward the circle and away from the pyramid as a symbol of our way of organizing ourselves. After reading that and imagining myself in both of the crowds, I was able to overlay the image of a circle over the crowd on Palm Sunday and the image of a pyramid over the crowd on Good Friday. What was Jesus inviting that crowd into on Palm Sunday? He was inviting that crowd into a kingdom radically formed around compassion and love. It was as if he was setting up the spectacle of Palm Sunday to stand in direct opposition of what would happen in just five days. In five days, the mob would gather and uphold the pyramid, where the crowd would exalt the king to wield his power of violence and satisfy, for now, 
a sense of group cohesion around identifying an enemy and eliminating them. And Jesus doesn't stop there. Jesus then goes on to expose the absurdity and temporary nature of this type of group harmony by proving it to be a false narrative, by taking away the only power it has for death to be the final answer. Friends, I honestly think that this is why what we are doing right now and the community we are building and sustaining together is so powerful. The way we gather together every Sunday is under the image of Palm Sunday and shifting the context from the pyramid to the circle. We live in the legacy of this profound act of political theater, and we are invited into this way of being together. How exciting is that? And even today, as we seem hindered by physical distancing, we are still doing it. We recognize the power of adapting the way we gather to show compassion and love for our fellow humans. It is an act of compassion, compassionate solidarity from which we as a species may be forever changed. When we are finally able to come together again, I trust that we will never forget this moment. We will remember that what kept us together was the hope that we are part of the crowd shouting Hosanna that we are a part of the church that organized itself 2,000 years ago, knowing that there is power in the message of love over fear and life over death. Some queries for open worship. Close your eyes, if you'd like, and put yourself on the streets of Jerusalem and feel the palm branch in your hand. What are you feeling in this moment? What is it like to be in the crowd? What is swelling in your heart? How are you sensing movement within you, even when we are physically apart, of being together? How is that sustaining you right now? How do you think we will be different as a crowd at West Hills Friends after this? What can you dream of if you really give your permission, give yourself permission to do so? <laughs>